Hey everybody, we are skipping the intro here because we are just going to dive into a really quick reaction episode. Short, quick. I'm saying that like a million times to Megan and Leonel. A little short reaction snippet to the first episode, on the first episode only, of the new K-drama, The Silent Sea. So if you have not watched Silent Sea yet, go watch the first episode. Come on back because we're just going to talk really quickly about it because we have some feelings. And we feel like you need to know our feelings. So let's just dive right in. We haven't seen anything else. We've only seen the first episode. So like we're not going to inadvertently give you spoilers. No, we can't. We can't. Yeah. So this was a highly anticipated drama for all three of us. Like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this drama to drop. And then, you know, it's dropped on Christmas Eve. And given that, you know, we are all in families that are celebrating for the holidays in some format or another, you know, it also was something that like we also had like a little bit of panic about because we didn't want to like be missing this like epic drama and have like the world watching it so we quickly were like let's just at least watch one and then we all came to our group chat having watched episode one and what became very quickly apparent was we didn't all feel the same way yet we really (laughs) believed that everyone else felt the same way we did (laughs) i was convinced that you would have you all you both would have the same reaction i did like i was convinced that because i privately messaged amy because i wasn't sure if you watched it yet leah and because I watched first yeah which never happens I finished it first and I like I had a very specific reaction coming from what I bring to the table with my past experience of watching western sci-fi yeah I think that was it too so I let let me just say like I love western sci-fi movies and like kind of the more ridiculous the better like that is up my alley so Amy and I both got event horizon vibes from this 100% I don't know you know I don't know if you listeners have seen event horizon but this is very much giving us that Okay, Event Horizon, just to to briefly describe, is there's an abandoned spaceship. They have to go to the abandoned spaceship to, like, check it out, see if there's any survivors. And essentially, the ship is almost, like, sentient. But the whole point is that they're going to, like, this abandoned spaceship, which... In Silent Sea, they're going to this abandoned moon station. Except I'm going to jump in here and say that what (laughs) you just described, what you just described was a coherent... Yes. You know, I don't know how thoughtful this movie is, but, like... Okay, like you just sold me on like what a movie is like that was that had a plot. So let's just say episode one in the Silent Sea, we are brought together. You know, it's like the usual suspects. (laughs) They've gathered folks from like disparate places to go on this mission. They sit them down and they're like, look, yo, there's this thing that's up on the moon in this abandoned spaceship and like space station, space station. Sorry. And you got to go get it. And someone's like, well, what is it? And they're like, we don't know. And then it's like, well, but what do you mean you don't know? Like, okay, it's very dangerous. There's three. We just need one. We don't know anything else. And then we just see Gong Yu's character be like, well, that's fine. That's all we need to we know. Do what we're like, you need a thing. We do what we're told. Yeah, we do what we're told. And you need a thing. You don't know why you need the thing. I'm like mostly sure they know what the thing is and they're not telling them. But it was just like, I was watching with my husband and I have to say that we were like the Muppet critics. <laughs> Um, sitting there because at that point I was like trying really hard to be in it because I was already out. I was out and I'm going to say why I was out already. But at that point I was like trying and he's like, are you telling me that the premise is they got to just get the thing? I'm like, yeah, it's a sample. That's exactly. It's a sample. They just need, it's a sample, a sample of something, but what we don't know, but it's very dangerous. The very volatile. If the, if the encasing is at all damaged, even though we don't know what it is. 24 hours to get it. (laughs) 
But and we don't we know, know why. And it's been there for five, five years. That's so I rewatched today and I was like, wait, why are they first going back five years later? And they only have and they only, to get another it. clock is ticking. And the one is like, well, we have a 10% chance of survival. I'm like, well, how do you really know when you don't know what the thing is? I would like to know where they come up with that percentage. Like, where did that percentage come from? Who calculated it? I agree. I agree. I mean, so they're right out of the gate. Like, what you were just describing with Event Horizon is like, oh, there's a mystery. So, I mean, like, why couldn't they've just had there be, like, a coherent mystery? Like, you still could have had there be reasons or unreliable anything. This just felt so lazy to me. Like, we don't know. I mean, like, we just need a mystery. Like, fucking just, it's a mystery, okay? Just, like, get in it. And it's like, no, dude. What's funny is the one person on the mission, the heroine who is the astrobiologist, who is not an astronaut or whatever everybody else is, she's the one who keeps asking... So you want us to go, but you can't tell us why or what we're actually going to get. She's like, I just need to reiterate that. Like, is that the deal? Like, she kept saying, like, it's a... And that felt like the lazy writing yeah. because I felt like they were like, look, we know this is weak. <laughs> we know the audience is going to call us out. Like, we know Leah is going to be sitting at home with her husband being like, yeah. So we're going to have this one character just speak the obvious. <laughs> Truly. And Truly. then, like... We're just going to ignore her and just keep going. But okay, let's just let's just back it up a couple of things. Okay. okay. So we start the drama with something I hate, which is high stakes. A spaceship is falling apart like a three-year-old is bashing a Lego set to pieces. We don't know any of the characters at this point. We don't really give a shit who they are. They're just people in a plummeting spacecraft. And then they hit the moon. <laughs> end up at the end of this big canyon. I mean, visually, look, Netflix money comes into play. It looks good. And then we go back down to Earth. It's like the rewind of like, okay, now that we've got your heart pumping, let's take it back in time to how did we get here? But then the premise is actually very good, which is that like Earth is fucked. There's no water. People are having to like ration out water. I was like, you didn't need to sell us on this like moment of adrenaline and then like bring us back in time. Like what you had was fine. And so I just felt like, again, that set me up to be suspicious because I'm like, would you have to try to like hype me for action? Like, I'm scared there's like not enough going on that you're just having. To... It was like how Twilight started, like the very beginning of Twilight was like her about to get it, get murdered. And then it's like, oh, time gap back. And I felt like this reminded me of that. And I never like that. I honestly normally don't like that, but I, I actually really liked it in this. I did. I loved the like the whole crash, the man who's injured. And then I love that the astrobiologist the doctor is lying so she like she's like upside down and then she gets out of her restraints and falls down and she kind of obviously like hits the bottom of the i guess the top of the rocket i'm just gonna call it a rocket <laughs> and she's kind of just lying there and then her her fingers touch the water and she says the water is leaking and that was like i don't know i really loved that because even though i didn't quite know how important the water thing was i just was i don't know i loved that whole scene I but then we have really the whole cool. scene again later like it's not like later we have to sit through the entire thing again and it's like you know what just let us wait the 15 minutes it's gonna take to get yeah. to the fucking crash I don't know. again i just it's totally fair like i i just i really i really kind of liked it that's my least quibble i will say like this I, is like I, if I, i'm gonna wag a finger this is not where i'm coming to wag the finger so let me let me say my biggest quibble like i again i enjoyed the action in the beginning i didn't know the water implications 
I do think the water implications are cool and the fact that you have debit cards for water and you have different statuses and stuff like that. Yeah. But I will agree, Leah, I will agree with you that we don't need to see the action twice and we do. And that was kind of, that was overkill. But my biggest quibble is on top of them finally going back five years later after everybody died on this moon station five years ago and we don't know why and we don't know what the sample is, is somehow one of the people assembled on this Ocean's Eleven team is a guy who helped build the station and was there five years ago yet can tell us nothing until he is spitting blood into his helmet and dying and then it's like the water don't warning the water, the water. don't <laughs> that's all he says that's it yeah lazy writing double two is <laughs> okay we have like the forced action start to like try to get us invested megan i do apologize that you like that other people undoubtedly will have connected as well and then okay. yeah we have like the next lazy bit of writing which is the fatal warning that like comes like come on like at no point before this we're gonna citizen cane the shit out of this episode right and <laughs> rose but and <laughs> So here's the thing. And and Amy and I kind of talked about this. So I have seen a lot of American sci-fi movies and none of them are most, I would say most of them are not fantastic writing. So maybe like my bar is just really low and that's the thing. So I've seen like the Resident Evil movies, which make almost no sense, are retconned in the later movies. Like, you know, all kinds of stuff is weird. I don't care because she's like kicking dog zombies. And that's like, I'm a simple person. That's all I need. I love Pitch Black and the Chronicles of Riddick with all my freaking heart. I will say those plots are pretty simple. So it like most of it makes sense. But there's so many in most, I would say most sci-fi movies, there is lazy writing. And I don't mean to offend anyone who really likes sci-fi movies, but there's there's a lot of kind of contrived stuff in most of those plots. And I guess for me, I almost like the contrived stuff, maybe because there's like a familiarity to it. I don't know if that makes sense. So I was no, like, yeah. I can... So I was kind of like, yeah, sure. Of course you don't know what the sample is. Well, I mean, I do think that I understand what you're saying, Leah, because I, I do think that the people sending them do know exactly what the sample is. They just don't want to tell the people. And they could have just said, correct. look, this is highly classified. Correct. We can't tell. And you. I completely agree with that. I'm interested to see where it goes. But again, I do think sometimes those contrived plots almost like make me happy. And I that's crazy because like we talk about these dramas from like a writer standpoint and I shouldn't. But that's basically what I got to say about that. Let me just go to where I felt like I knew that I was going to have an issue with the drama, an unexpected issue, because I was like, again, very highly anticipatory of watching this. It was when... The character who is what the team lead, he was in Squid Game, comes and he's assembling the Avengers, right, to go to this. I think like, it's Hosung Tae, I think is his name. Yeah. So he comes in to find the astrobiolo- former astrobiologist. And astrobiologist actually is a good clue because astrobiology is studying life outside of Earth. So I feel like we have a good clue of why we would need a nice astrobiologist. I like that. But Hoping for a moon tiger. Yes, she is not. Yeah, we're going to the tiger now. (laughs) When they find her, she's just sitting in an effing giant terrarium, stroking a giant CGI tiger that's like roaring at everyone, but like chill for her. And I was like, okay, Okay. I I mean. Netflix money. (laughs) But like, (laughs) I mean. Tony the Tiger. It's great. <laughs> I mean, but it is true. 
like, why is there a tiger? Why do you need to show us? And seriously, it's like they were like, you know what? We have Netflix money. Let's just do a CGI tiger. It's like whoever. She's, <laughs> she's a serious scientist. She doesn't want to be an astrobiologist anymore because apparently, what was her quote? Like, there's nothing out in space. There's nothing alive out in space, which that's not very good job security either, being an astrobiologist, because like, <laughs> probably there is. However, she what really is now going to cling to what is alive, which is maybe the last tiger on Earth. I don't know. They didn't even say that. The it's last just a, tiger on Earth? <laughs> we don't know. Like, is she cloning the tiger? I don't know. It's just a giant tiger, and it's totally happy to snuggle her. With a boo-boo. But he has a boo-boo because boo-boo. it keeps it's, licking it. And they don't tell wind. us. Yeah. Yeah, they don't tell us why it has a boo-boo. And, I mean, I feel bad, even though it's CGI. So I came at this a little bit like Megan, where... I haven't seen the Riddick movies. I haven't seen Pitch Black, but I I have seen Event Horizon. That was my first reaction. This reminded me very much of Event Horizon, which is not lazy writing. It is one of those like sci-fi thinky movies, which is what I like. Agreed. It's very And so I was coming at it with, okay, this is feeling very much like Event Horizon. I hope it goes in that direction. And so I'm in. However, after Leah gave us some of her husband's reactions and I went back and (laughs) rewatched... I get where he's coming from. So, Leah, can we talk about maybe, like, cargo? The overhead compartment going to the moon? So, okay. I was in, I was basically, at the point once I saw the tiger, I was like, I have serious reservations that this is going to be for me. However, gong you and neck tattoo, maybe we just can't have everything. Maybe we can't have a good drama and gong you with a neck tattoo, but I'm still going to be in it. However... Then they get on the spaceship rocket and my husband's like, so is she just like storing her overhead carry on right now? Because basically they have enough money for a CGI tiger, but then their spaceship has like the overhead bins that you put your what? Your little wheelie bag into to go to the moon for your 10% survival trip. (laughs) Is your moon bag carry on size? Make sure it's measured. Did you, did you charge weigh the it? Kindle? Did you, did you, who charged the Kindle? <laughs> did you bring snacks? Because rocket snacks are expensive. Rocket snacks. They might have tomato juice, but. <laughs> are all your liquids TSA approved? Yeah, were her liquids TSA approved? <laughs> so, I mean, as soon as he said that, I couldn't unsee that it was basically the inside of an airplane but yet it felt like it was meant to be this awesome rocket ship but no just didn't then the rocket ship just falls apart for no no conceivable reason i do want to talk about that right when they get there i do want to talk about that because that thing broke like a play school toy like there there was no reason like it wasn't like there wasn't some like weird situation that happened like they didn't hit a meteor like there's a lot of things you could like do in space like throw a a rock throw a meteor at it it. but instead it just like wasn't it like wasn't built properly and it just broke and i'm like wow and it okay. broke the minute that they were like able to land too it's not like it and there was no like build up as no, they're crossing like happened. the emptiness of space no. where they're watching the gauges like oh no can we just it like a just piece like, fell <laughs> off yeah they're just like oh yeah. it's broken <laughs> and then speaking of building things when you build a moon station on the moon oh right why is it built on the edge of a canyon and how many canyons are there on the moon where you could plummet off into deep space <laughs> yeah avoid just avoid. avoid right so the spaceship hits and then immediately my husband's like rocks on the moon wouldn't fall like that that's earth gravity that's not moon gravity and i was like well i mean 
I'm not sure. I hear what you're saying. However, I while you have a PhD, it is not in gravity, and I have some quibble that you know. However, then they get out and they're trying to walk as if they're being affected by gravity, but essentially it just looks like they're all wearing astronaut diapers. Right. right. Because they're kind of walking as if they're on a horse trying to pretend as if, well, we're in this gravity. And at that point, even with the neck tattoo... There was no characterization to anyone. No, I was like, not. I don't give a shit who any of these people are. I'm still here for the Gong Yu neck tattoo. But other than that, 10 out of 10, not giving a shit what's Yeah, happening. I would say so. And like, again, I know they have Netflix money, but there was definitely not weightlessness in the the rocket. Like Gong Yu was definitely on a harness. <laughs> like like flying <laughs> between between oh and it was funny too because there's even like an aisle like an airplane there's an aisle <laughs> there is an aisle <laughs> and it's like seats the two seats on like who gets the aisle seat anyway so like he it was definitely on a harness like it was really obvious as like we've seen obviously sci-fi movies where it's clear weightlessness because they like i don't know, do that whole plane trick and are able to even okay go in a music video can do the weightlessness plane trick but not in a Fair. netflix movie and here's the thing is gong yu is not just eye candy he's a very good actor right. and even in squid game when he had the smallest cameo yeah. he's shown so much that for people who had never encountered the magic of gong yu folks were still going who is that and in this i felt like it was very flat there was nothing to do his presence like, is wasted there's no in this first episode for sure yeah completely yeah, I, I agree. And even when they were, like, crashing, he didn't seem super alarmed. That's why I'm, like, I'm, like, wondering. It was like he was watching wallpaper. Yeah, right. I was, like, well, maybe he sabotaged the spaceship. Like, maybe we'll find. I don't know. I feel like there is more to, like, come. But I agree that it was. Again, so I'm curious how this goes. Because I wonder if it's going to be totally plot driven or if there's going to be some more let, let me just say real quick event horizon is very cool because wasn't part of it is that the ship showed you like your worst fears or yeah. something like that yeah and so that was kind of cool because you got characterization for every single character because you learned about their fears through the like the ship exploiting them and it was it was very very cool so i kind of am like are they going to give us more or is this going to be purely you know plot driven with this like sample or more like resident evil type thing meaning because that's kind of plot. will a moon tiger crawl out of i hope the so I, ho I hope the crevasses <laughs> are full full of moon tigers that's what the sample and is she tames them all she comes out and they're the all sample like the is a moon tiger <laughs> the sample is moon tiger blood yeah <laughs> And she holds it above the canyon. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna end this, everybody, because we're we're watching this entire drama and we will be back with an entire deep dive, but we just had to get our first thoughts out there. We thank mm -hmm. you for listening. Happy New Year. Please let it get better. Yeah, we're all hoping it, it gets get better. better. We'll see. Wait, right now I would give it a one point five <laughs> out of ten. Okay. I liked it and I would give it an eight out of ten. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. They are they almost lost oxygen. They're in this. I love the last 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah I love it. The last 10 minutes are badass. They're in this abandoned space station. I can't wait for crazy shit to happen. Yeah, it was intense and I wanted to continue getting intense, but I do want some internal story. I don't want it to be all external. I agree. But I really do hope things just get full on bonkers. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Full on bonkers, moon tiger. Amugi. I want Amugi eggs <laughs> popping out of their Here's hoping. I'm, Here's I'm hoping. If we can ha okay. make anything happen, all right. it's going to be Amugi eggs. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you all soon. Right. Annyeong. Annyeong. Kamsamnida. 
Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Make sure to subscribe for more great K-Romance conversation. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Afternoon of Delight Podcast for more information on our podcast, behind-the-scenes photos, and, of course, pics of our favorite opas and unis. Annyeong! Annyeong!